You can check out all the episodes of the Table of Truth on our website, www.tableoftruth.com. What's going on, everybody? This is your boy Air from the Table of Truth, and we are doing the sports episode. And I am hosting the show today, so I got some guests of mine, so are very good friends of mine's family. We're gonna start with Jamal. What up? Going on, Ant. Everything's good. Dre, what's going on? What's going on with you, Ant? Everything's good. And before we start, I just want to know it's ironic that both of y'all are two Jet fans. And, <laughs> and then you got the right ones on. You got the right ones on. <laughs> I just before we even start, I just want to ask y'all how y'all feel about the Jets letting go of your coach. You can go ahead, um, Jamal. Okay. Uh I'm I'm a little torn because I feel like he was set up for um, disaster from the get go, and I felt like letting him go, you should let go of the GM as well because the GM failed him and gave him absolutely no talent to win. And the big splashes that our GM actually um, brought in didn't work. He overpaid Wilkerson, that didn't work. He paid Tremaine Johnson, he was a bust. All the draft picks besides Jamal Adams, bust. Christian Hackenberg, second round draft pick, bust. So to me, he should be on the chopping block as well. I agree with that. I agree with what you said on that point. The only thing that, I mean, it's bittersweet because, yeah, I do like Bowles. Bowles, he didn't show any emotion. A lot of people got upset about that. But I like the way that he coached. He was good on defense personally. Um, I do agree with the, the GM also being held accountable, but we always know how this works. They're going to fire the coach first and probably get the GM another year or two to get it right. Um, I do feel that we do need more offense. I didn't agree with the signing um, extension of a new wide. The reason why is because he's all. it seems like he's been injured. And so they just did an extension on that. And I didn't agree with that. I think we need to go ahead and um, start getting more offensive players. There's some out there. We don't need to get really big names, but bringing a coach that that that's on the offensive side. And I think that we will be all right. Uh, Todd Bowles is going to end up being some defensive coordinator somewhere real soon. So he'll be back in the NFL shortly. Now, where I disagree with you is I think the Jets, made a good decision in giving a new one extension because it keeps some kind of familiar, like you keep some kind of cohesion between him and a receiver. We're not sure if we want to keep Robbie Anderson because a lot of his off the field um, habits and a new one is a, a pretty, I understand he has injury problems and I feel like with us having a hundred million Giving him $36 million, I think $20 million guaranteed. I think we're going, like you said, for an offensive-minded coach. I think you need to start keeping some weapons in-house. So I kind of agree with the nuance section. You, you, okay, so you do like that. I, the reason why, like I said, he's injured a lot and the production is not there. To be honest with you, Robbie Anderson, he's like a deep threat, and yeah, he does have problems off the field. But every time I was turning on Sports Center or whatever I was watching, he was the one with the deep passes. I didn't really see a new one do much. I'm not saying he didn't. Um, I'm, I'm just I just feel that 36 million for someone that even though we got 100 million to, to spare, we can use that money in the upcoming um, off season and try to get some more people in here. 
and New yeah, a good player. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong. He's a he's a good player, but you're getting injured all the time. And 36 million is not a lot these days. But to me, you got to show me something. Well, I think the problem with Robbie, I, I know Anton wants to stay on the Jets too long, but the yeah, I, I, Robbie, <laughs> yeah, I know he he, he adjusts. I mean, he adjusts. Right. The problem with Robbie Anderson to me is that he's a one-trick pony, right? right? So you're right. Every time you turn on the TV, he's going deep. Right. But if our offense ain't able to block to even give him a chance, you, you're not moving the chains, throwing it deep unless you're playing Madden all the time. So that's why I think a dude like a new one is really good because he helps move the chains. And until we get a good offensive line, we're going to be doing a lot of quick, short passes. And that's where he's thriving. And I think we got to look to just keep, you know, Sam Darnold somewhat safe the next two years. Yeah, I like Sam. I I, I think Sam is the future. I, I, I honestly think between him and um Lamar Jackson, who I felt should have got drafted a little bit earlier, I think those are the two good quarterbacks right there. I'm still not high on Baker Mayfield, but I think that Sam Darnold is it is the best quarterback I feel in the draft last year. Well, you you know what, fellas, that's a perfect segue to my one of my questions that I have. Or well, which young quarterback you think will win a championship first? Because we all know Cleveland has made Baker Mayfield, the Jets have Donald. Baltimore has Lamar. My personal opinion, I think the person with the most upside, I think, is Donald to me, only because he's a pocket passer, and I think he won't get – correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he will get as injured as the other two quarterbacks, being that they're more mobile. What's your thoughts on that? Well, if you – now, see, for your question, I thought you were saying who would be the fastest to win the championship. So that's why – Initially, when I look at your question, my answer was Jared Goff. Because okay. I feel like the Rams, now as far as upside and um, star potential, uh-huh. that's two different things because you're only going to be as good as the scheme you're in and the players around you. And that's why, to answer your question, Goff isn't mobile like, I'm sorry, Donald isn't mobile as Lamar, but he can throw and improvise. Right. Well. And throw on the run, but he's not going to be like like what Lamar and the Ravens do is like they're the only team. They're really unique. No one else in the league does that. Yeah, is that a, is that a yeah. formula to win a championship though? I mean, it it could be because Kaepernick did it. Jim Harbaugh, you know, they had Kaepernick doing that, so that right. that could work for him. But I don't know how far you want to go back as far as young quarterbacks. Um, are we looking at like you said, Jared Goff? Or okay, you just last year's? My, my next question would probably for the, the quarterback drafted, but let's just do young quarterbacks in general. Who has and a I would more say, upside? I would say Patrick Mahomes. I, I think he's in the perfect system. I think he's in a good system. Um, Andy Reid's very good with quarterbacks, and he knows how to um, hide their flaws and things of that nature. I, I honestly feel that Mahomes – it, he has a very good shot, if not this year, in the next couple of years, to actually win a championship. Golf is there, too, because the, the offense fits him, and they got a very good coaching staff. However, I think Patrick Mahomes, he has he has a lot of he has a lot of upside, and I think he may have a better weapons. I it's just funny saying, you say that, man, because I – I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying with the – you know, I understand that Hunt, he just, you know, he was just, um, I can't even think of the man's name. But, yeah, he was just released. But 
you know, outside of that, they they were good in all positions. See, when I was answering that question, I put down Mahomes, right? But the right. reason why I put golf ahead of Mahomes is I feel like Andy Reid finds a way to get his team there, but not when the big. I was just going to say that. <laughs> but do you think that now he is Mahomes? Just to ask you a question, is he better? Then McNabb at his stage, and how about Alex Smith at the at the time that there are I'm, now? I'm gonna say McNabb is better. You think McNabb was better than Mahomes yeah. at this time in the second year? Okay. Now McNabb might have been better, but Mahomes has better weapons. McNabb is all defense, and the Eagles were at their 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 rise. So I feel like the reason why I feel like golf over Mahomes is because I feel like. The Rams are going to go out there. Like, if the Rams don't win next year, this year, they'll go out and try to get Odell Beckham. I don't know if Kansas City is going to be, you know, pulling stuff like that. I don't know. Do you think they need Odell, though? With, with I mean, with them having Kelsey and them having um, Hill, I, I don't think that Odell actually fits in. I think Odell fits in with the Jets, but that's a discussion for another time. But um, I don't think that he he fits in with Kansas City. No, not Kansas City. That's my point. Oh, I'm, saying, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Like, I'm saying the Rams, I feel like they're going for it right now. They're, they're like not trying to build. They're trying to win now, and they're willing to spend whatever they got to spend. They okay. went out. They got um, – so that's why I'm saying between the two of them, I feel like um, with, with Todd Gurley there, as long as he stays at the level he's playing at now, all pro level, that's going to make golf a little bit better. And with Sean McVay, with his innovative offense, I feel like that's the difference between golf and Mahomes. It's just the supporting staff. See, what I, what I want to see, y'all, is with Mahomes is the playoffs. It's one thing to do this in the regular season. I cannot anoint this man yet to the Super Bowl because you still got Tom Brady in there. And people – we mean Jamal talk a lot, and, you know, he feels, you know, Brady is pretty much washed. Mm-hmm. I I still think Brady's just holding on to the playoffs. And now I don't I don't I don't think that Tom Brady's washed. I say Eli Man is washed. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I think Tom Brady is declining to the point where now the Patriots are not they're not dominant. No one's Mm-mm. going in there scared no more. You going into New England like we could win these games before. Exactly. I'm just happy to be here. The Chiefs ain't going to be playing the Patriots just happy to beat it. They're going to feel like you could put foot on your head, too. So that's why I think that little aura of the Patriots is gone right now. But you know why I disagree on that? Because this is Belichick and Brady who have five titles, and there is I, 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 there is no pressure with them going into the, to the, to the dance. These other teams, Mahomes and them, they don't know what they're getting themselves into. Granted, they might have home field advantage. But when you look across that field and you see Belichick and Brady, I think that pressure mounts. And I think the Patriots thrive off of pressure now at this point. Well, I think that, like, like Jamal said, there is no – and when I think of Belichick and, and Brady, five years ago I'd been like, oh, man, we got to really, you know, do our thing when we get down there. Now I don't – I think they're just as scared as the next person that they play because mm-hmm. they don't have – they don't have those weapons. They just lost Gordon, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Edelman is not the person that he used to be. We know Gronk is not performing like he used to be. 
like he used to back in the day. And the only thing they really have is a few running backs that are decent. And I give him that. But Brady, you know, he's throwing interceptions. He he a lot of incomplete passes. He's not the same quarterback as he was. And I don't expect him to be because he's been on top for so long. But he's not the same as he was five years ago. He he's not. So I think that whoever plays them, they're they're gonna be like, we can go in there and win. We can go in there and win easily. They're gonna put up a fight. Don't get me wrong, because they're New England. But I believe they also know that their, their their best shot at winning the championship was last year. That was after last year, after they lost last year, they I think they also knew that that was it. Look how happy he was when they beat Jacksonville last year. I mean, Belichick was acting like that was a Super Bowl to him because they didn't expect to win that game. <clears throat> so that's so why I believe that you know they're not a threat. They're not a threat, and why a lot of people want to still say they are, but they're not. Like I will, I will, I will agree, Aaron, that that playoff experience is something that they have up or not. But you also got to remember, there is pressure on Brady now because every time he plays, they're gonna say you should have kept Jimmy G. So in the back of his head, he knows the minute I have a bad game, I'm the one that forced Jimmy G because I could play another four or five years at this caliber of um, quarterback and elite style. So. There is some pressure on Brady every time, especially now in the playoffs. And if you watch him play this season, and I've watched him a few times, sometimes that ball don't look like it's coming out, you know, too well. I see a lot mm-hmm. of duck. Right. You see a lot of Tim Tebow passes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, one thing is, one thing is, as far as his weapons is concerned, I'm not too concerned about that because the greatness of Brady is so make anybody better than what they are. So my biggest thing is I personally think Grunk, I think Grunk still got enough for a couple more games to make this last run for championship. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not going to lie. When I watched him against the Jets, he don't look the same. But I don't know if he just holds it back for the playoffs. I, I, I really don't have an answer to that. You Only thing they, I can tell you, like, you think they make the AFC championship game? He's a Brady lover. He's gonna say yeah. Yeah, he's gonna I'm say. A, I'm gonna put it this way: Can if am I scared of him to go against Baltimore? No, only because I don't trust Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. Do oh. now, there's a few quarterbacks that they're, they're young right now, so but I see, can't. This is, this is what I worry about with Brady. Phrase that I don't work. This is where I think you may be underestimated. The Ravens system doesn't require Lamar to really do anything that's mm-hmm. out of. Um, his control or anything that, that he can't do normally. They're not asking him to go play for play with Brady. They're going to run the ball like 30, 40 times. You don't think Everybody. Belichick is going to come up with a scheme to stop that? I do. I do. But, but here's the flip side of that. If they are able to manage the game, they don't need to score a lot of points. If they can keep Brady on the, on the sideline. And the Ravens' defense is good enough to keep them at bay. That might be enough to win a game on the road. What's at bay? Because Brady's putting up 20. You think? That's going to be the key. That's going to be the key. So is the Ravens' defense better than the Steelers' defense? Yes. Yes, it is better. Yeah, I don't it know why you had to see that one. I was basing it off of when they when they played Pittsburgh and when they played Baltimore, how does the Patriots fail? I mean, fair. 
So and that's why you was trying to you because you knew you know where I'm going. And you yeah. Just, so <laughs> just, just be honest. Don't try to be tricky. Yeah, and I know you, where you're seen, going. And you seen what the Steelers did to the um Patriots in the big game. So mm-hmm. what do you think the Ravens are going to do to the Patriots in the big game? Yeah. That's a good point. That's why the thing about it, because I knew you was going with that. I was like, dang, the P- Pittsburgh pretty much played them fairly well when they played against them. So I guess that's the big thing, because they're not going to shut Brady out to 10 points. You're not doing it. I don't think no defense in the AFC could stop, could, could, could shut them out. But Pittsburgh damn near did that just a few weeks ago. Yeah. Pittsburgh. But And their defense is not like top five. And the Ravens defense statistically is number one. Yeah. So you you can see Baltimore going into Boston and taking out Brady. They've done it before. And they, what what seed are they again? They're um number four, right? Yeah. They're going to, they're going to have to play in Boston. So they would they would end up if they win. Depends on what happens to the other game. They go to Kansas City anyway, right? No, they go as one and four. <laughs> Would play each other if, if it works out that way. No, because Kansas City is the highest seed. So they yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so, so three and six play right. Right. And four and five play. So if three right. wins, and four wins, then Kansas City is going to end up playing Baltimore. I would have to double check that because before that's the way it normally works, but I know. Right. Sometimes they they just bracket it so that you know. Okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not 100 percent sure, but what you're saying makes sense. It should be that way. But the way okay. I was hearing for people is if they beat the Chargers, mm-hmm. then they're going to go on the road to New England. Now, do you think they can beat the Chargers? Um, they just beat the Chargers a few weeks ago, but <sighs> San Diego's a wild card for me. San Diego. The problem I feel about them is on the road, they're not that good. It's going to be cold in Baltimore next week. Yep. I don't know about that. I think they're going to mail that game in. It all depends on how Gordon plays. It's two players, Gordon and, and Allen. It's those two. It's those two. But like um, Ant was saying, that's a wild card. You don't know what Phillip Rivers is going to do. It As much as I like him, it seems like he just can't get it done. Mm. He he can't get it done. Yeah, that's a that, yeah. The only team that's that I'm topic. I, I, don't let me bring it up, man, because me and we'll go into depth about that. Let's. Okay, let's, okay, let's, okay. Let's, next. All right, next. All right, now my the last thing about the playoffs, I'm going to say right now, I really like the coach. Andrew Luck is looking like a Peyton Manning with that helmet on, man. As far as how he commands the team, it's like everybody's open. He has an offensive line. He has a receiving attack. He has a defense. I I think the coach is about to go back to how he was back in early two thousands. So that's your sleeper pick. That's my for AFC. Yeah, that team. For the AFC. Okay. That team right there. Can, I think could beat anybody in the AFC in any any place actually any stadium based off of Angelo's play. Um, I'm going to disagree with you. I. For me, if I had to pick a sleeper in the playoffs, it's the Ravens. For all the things that we just said. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I disagree with the coach is I feel like they don't have enough weapons. And I haven't really seen them really battle-tested this year. I feel like they're in a weaker division. Mm-hmm. And it, 
they had a competition schedule. I mean, they had a schedule that tended to their um, their team. I feel like the Ravens having to beat the Chargers on the road, having to go on the road to play um, the Saints and damn near winning. I just feel like all the things that they've been through, they've been battle tested to the point where now they got confidence that I don't know the Colts have going into the playoffs. But the Colts was one and five, and they battled back, so they already handled adversity pretty much the whole year. Right, but that division is is so soft. That, I think the Colts get smacked by the Jets. They came back, but to me, I just feel like the Colts, Andrew Luck, throwing the ball fifty times. That's cute in the regular season, but around this time of the year, you gotta be able to run the ball effectively. And I don't know if they're gonna be able to just say Andrew Luck. With you know Ty Hilton being five three, go win the game for me. I I don't know. And they got Marlon Mack, and he's not a proven running back to me. Yeah. I yeah I I think they they could possibly do something if they went. That is a good sleeper pick because if they actually do something, I would be shocked. But my sleeper pick, I'm with Jamal on this one, and in the AFC it has to be the Ravens. Um, they almost beat Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they almost became. They're, they're playing right now, and Jim Harbaugh, not Jim, John Harbaugh, said said it, you know best. He said, we're playing as a team right now, and you can see it. The offense didn't show up against um, Cleveland, but they still found the way. That defense found the way to pull it out. I think that they're on to something down there in Baltimore. They're on to something. And I'm telling you, I was at the game with just this past week. You can see, like, it just feels like. To me, the Ravens have the same kind of aura going on right now that the Eagles had last year and that the Eagles have gotten the past couple of weeks. Not saying either one of those teams are going to the Super Bowl. You could just tell, like, the fans, the team, they believe. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe we don't, but, like, you could just tell, like, Terrell Suggs is like, look, I've been through this. I'm going to show you how to, how to get there. You know, Lamar, you don't remember the, the last Super Bowl win. I'm sorry, the first one. They had Trent Dilfer as their quarterback. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. So yeah. They know, like, look, we don't need Lamar to make a lot of plays throwing the ball. Who did they, they beat in that Super Bowl? They beat the New York Giants. <laughs> listen, listen. They, they, Matt, man, that was an annihilation. That was an annihilation. It was. I mean, shout out, shout out, shout out to Kevin Collins. Shout out to Armani Tuba. I forgot was Shaggy playing or Shaggy wasn't there yet. Shout out to my man Jesse Armstead, Michael Barrow. Shout out to all of them, man. Jim For Fox. what losing? To, to, to get in there because honestly, I can honestly say the Giants have stopped the two most powerful offenses in NFL history: the Minnesota Vikings with Randy Moss, Baltimore, <laughs> and the and the Patriots with Randy Moss. Giants beat both of them in the playoffs. I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you the Patriots one. But yeah. Randy Moss basically stopped the Vikings back in the days. So, they yeah. was they was when, when they had I think they was what 14 and 1 when they when he get Cole Pepper, Randy Moss, Chris Carter, they was that offense was potent a year we beat them. Was, but I'm telling you, Randy Moss was I play when I want to, man. It don't work. Shout out to Jason Seahorn. <laughs> that's my man right there. But yeah, I wanna I wanna get into a topic of football that's kind of personal and it deals with my you know, we always, the last few years, we didn't seen players involved with domestic violence. And it seems to me like it's just a continuing pattern. And as much talking, as much counseling as they get, 
as much media attention that they get, it seems that they're always in bad situations. And it's just it's just like there's nothing is getting to these players. So for me, I'm going to answer this question, but I'm going to mock the question is, should the NFL have a one strike rule when it comes with domestic violence? And to me, I think they should have a one strike rule. Granted, everybody is entitled for a second chance. But when it comes to business where you have females that support this business, you got kids that's watching this. The whole world is watching this. And when, to me, I think this just tarnishes the brand of football worse than the concussion situation. And when you have teams that continue to support these players, eventually it's going to become a boycott or people are just going to just have enough of it. So I want to know what's your opinion on that. Anyway, first mine with this one like you said it's a touchy situation and it, it, what i personally believe is you're talking about somebody's livelihood everybody makes mistakes and we've seen the video what that young man did in kansas city was not right we got to learn to walk away from situations like that you got to start surrounding yourself with better people you know that would keep you out of those situations we also saw what um ray rice did that that didn't look good at all However, and, and wrong is wrong, what they did was wrong, but we're talking about someone making a mistake and you're taking everything from them that they've worked since they were, were what elementary school hard on to get to where they got to. Yes, they made a mistake and it is wrong and I don't condone it at all. We're taking something away from them that's affecting not just them, but their family. If that's the case, that means we should do this on every level whether it's the NFL or just our jobs in general. It shouldn't just be because you're in the spotlight. We're going to take everything away from you. It should be if you work at the commissary, wherever it is that you're doing, they should do the same thing across the board if it's going to be like that. But to take something from somebody that they worked hard on and they just did it once, I can see, you know, they're, re they're repeat offenders two, three, four times. Okay, fine. They The drug policy, like, yeah, I understand that. But with this right here, one time and then you got to sit that – so you got to sit there and basically beg Goodell to come back into the league because we know this dude is not getting back in no time next year. Next year, I'd be shocked if he came in to begin the season next year. He's going to sit for a while, and that's a good punishment. But they should allow this man to come back and have another opportunity to prove himself that okay, what I did was wrong, and I'm willing to go ahead and you know make up for that. But to take it away from him altogether, no, I have to disagree with that. Um, <clears throat> I agree with with much he's tight everything he said because um I'm a strong believer in people should get second chances, and in the instance in Kareem Hunt, I will say the people that he was around they actually if you watch the video they did try to stop him, he just would not listen. So in his case, I'm gonna blame it more on him than the people he was surrounded by. I feel like in the NFL. It's it's they're hypocritical. They're telling you on one hand that you can't do marijuana, but they have Budweiser commercials. They have all these other commercials because those people are sponsoring NFL. And the same thing goes with these the domestic violence cases. They're trying to uphold an image that is not reality. With with access to social media, we're seeing way more stuff that we didn't see years ago. That doesn't mean that it's the epidemic. We're just seeing it more. It's just more visual. 
And I feel like instead of just taking a man who made a mistake and just throwing him to the to the wolves, maybe understand why he did what he did. I mean, un- unfortunately, now we see it more often, but I don't think any of us are surprised when we do see it. And I think it's more of a, a, a national issue. It's not. It's not a sports issue. It's a national issue. So. I would be really, I would really be against a one strike. Yeah. The only reason why I'm so hard on it is because one, these ladies are traumatized for the rest of their lives, and you, some some ladies may not have a second chance after something so dramatic, traumatized like like that. So I, this is not like you're smoking weed. You're literally changing another person's life, just like Greg Hardy. He was what body slamming his girl on guns and throwing her head through the toilet. It's like certain things shouldn't just be tolerant because females probably watch more than men when it comes to NFL. Like that's a it, it, it's even to me. Mm-hmm. And well, and, got, right. and I, I don't if if, if we, I wish I could have had a female here who was bothering with the violence, but they not they might not want to hear. You're taking somebody's livelihood. What about their livelihood? Their lives have changed forever. They're scarred forever. So, to, so I guess me putting my foot in issues. Why? Why is it a problem if they lose out on millions? It's not they, that. They're it's the a, ones. They're the ones who affected my life. Right. But it's, it's not bigger than that. Yeah. Right. No, no. You go ahead. Go ahead, Jamal. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say it, it's not necessarily about the money, and it, it's more so like. For instance, if, if that's me, right? One, I'm embarrassed as well. So that's not behavior that I want my mom to see mm-hmm. um, or any females in my family. So you got to think about that side of it too. Now, the woman, she might be scarred emotionally, but that doesn't necessarily mean that her ability to earn money is going to be stopped by something like that. In the instance of the, of the one, and I feel like with the NFL, the reason why I don't, I wouldn't, be against a one strike is that you give a person a chance to actually do, you know, better in the community. Let them be a person who can be speaking out against this kind of stuff and bring more awareness. There's a lot of different ways you can flip it and make it somewhat positive, you know, and, and it's a learning, um, it's a learning point for both sides. And I just feel like if you just do that, you know, more mistakes. And the other thing about it is it, for me, it's just really hypocritical because you got owners who don't get drug tested. You got mm-hmm. owners who do domestic violence stuff, and they're mm-hmm. they're the ones who are behind the money machine, and mm-hmm. they don't lose anything. I just feel like it's just not fair to just single out this one person or these individuals when you got people who are making quadruple, and they don't lose anything. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I and also. I also think they target certain individuals too, and I'm not making this a, a race thing. Mm-hmm. We we did we did see that when when Big Ben um, got put up on those charge what well, accusations about rape and stuff like that. How yep. quick was that swept under the rug? Real I mean, it, it it happened, and then I would say no one didn't say nothing. No one still, and I ain't talking about it. But then you see something like this, and it's like you got to get rid of period. They praise Ben for what he does, and they act like they forgot about it. But you say that you say Ray Rice, mm-hmm. nobody don't want you, you. They don't want to talk to you about it. You, now you say Kareem Hunt, they don't want to talk about it. They they looked at it as bad. 
This man got put on charges for rape, not put on charges, but accusations of rape. That's just as bad. He's in there throwing that football around every Sunday. Yeah. So it all depends. I, I think sometimes some people are just targeted. Some people. Now, that's wanna, why I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. First, first. I wanted to comment on, on Big Ben, but go ahead. Yeah, what I was going to say is that, you know, just some people are targeted. I don't agree with the, you know, the one strike. And I think you should be able to come back and, and prove yourself and show that this is not you. Now, if it is you, then, of course, OK, yeah, you got to go. You yeah. have to go. But other than that, yeah, I, I can't agree with the one strike. I'm not trying to defend Big Ben or any of his behavior, but um, the Me Too movement wasn't as strong then as it is now, for one. And um, for two, what's really been biting these athletes is when they're caught on camera. Mm -hmm. So it's one thing when I read it, but when I actually see it and I can visualize it, that's when athletes are more prone to get thrown under the bus. So I think with Big Ben, he just got lucky, to tell you the truth. He paid off people and... I'm not going to say race doesn't play anything because it does because the minute they see a, a, a big, violent black man hitting any woman of color, it's He's, over. It's over, yeah. How about Ruben Foster? I don't I don't remember there being any um, tape on him. I, I could be wrong. But now, I remember Ruben Foster, the first time the woman came out and said she lied. Right. Now, this, most, this most recent one, they're still investigating, so I don't yeah. Right. They said she lied. And again, I think she said that it didn't happen, but he's mm -hmm. not playing. And then the team caught heat. The Redskins caught heat for bringing the man back. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying. There is no there was no proof that he did. It he just went off someone's word. But he still is not playing. But Ben was. And like you said, the Me Too movie wasn't as strong now. But wrong is wrong. Wrong is wrong. And I would expect the same thing if it was a female doing it to a man. If we're talking about this one strike thing, then if. If, if you feel that like a man should be gone after one strike, I think the female should be gone as well after one strike. We just can't keep it with the men because there's females out there that beat on guys all day long and no one's not funny. talking about it. It's funny you said that because I always bring this up when this conversation come up is that if a man hits another man, he won't be kicked out the NFL, right? Right. You, you want to treat women as equal. Yeah. What is the difference? And what's the definition of domestic? Does that mean if I hit a woman that I'm in a relationship with, or is it just any female? Because I could be out in the restaurant. That's not domestic violence. That's just violence. And I think with the Kareem Hunt, I thought about it more so. Like, is this a woman that he's involved with, or just a woman that maybe he met somewhere and they're doing something in the hotel? Like, what's this, to me? There's no clear definition of domestic. So, because when I think about domestic, I think about two, a man and a woman who live together, or are are in in a relationship, and maybe this man is beating this woman constantly, and they're trying to you know be against that. But I guess I, my thing is, if Kareem Hunt was in a bar fight, what's the difference? Other than just be the whole gender thing. Right. I guess I guess the only difference is as far as the organization standpoint is you embarrass the shield and organization. But you're right. What is the difference? And my other point on that is if they had a, a one strike policy, 
somebody like Ruben Foster would be out the NFL, and then now we find out that what wasn't even true. Exactly. The only reason why I say that is because it's always a repeating issue. It's like every year there's another player involved in domestic violence. Yeah, and- but there's, there's always a, a a player that gets um, suspended for drugs and steroids, but you don't just say kick him out the league for that. You put him in a program. Correct. So I, I guess for me, I guess it is a bias only because it's an actual person involved. Mm. And when it comes to females, I guess it's more sensitive to usually caught with drugs. But it, 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 again, it's just how I feel based off of it's always a player every year hitting a female. So well, it's going to hurt the brain. Well, it hurts the brain. Go ahead. I have a problem more so when you say it hurts the brand because then you're not worrying about the individual people who make that brand what it is. When when someone has an alcohol problem or a substance abuse problem, at that point, why is the the brand not worried about it then? Why do they? Because they can they can hush that up. Just like you had that um, Miami Dolphins coach that was doing cocaine, he ain't get necessarily kicked out of the league for that or put into any kind of program. Yeah, he like play. But but that's my point. It's a double standard. It's like if you're gonna start making things, it should be across the board. And that's why I just feel like remember that's Jim Ursay? Jim Ursay a couple years ago when he had that DUI. Mm-hmm. And he and he got suspended, like I think maybe like five games or whatever. He had to, he ain't going to no program. Mm-mm. He's good to go. That's what I'm saying. The rules is not they're not fair. Yep, that's true. They, they didn't put them no on no exempt list or anything. Nothing. That's true. So it's that's true. Now they have both of y'all. It's almost I, you know what? It is a double standard. Players are treated different than coaches and and um management. Correct. Yeah. But I ain't gonna lie, they should be treated differently. But you know, this is my personal opinion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we done with the NFL. Hold on. So, who y'all got winning Super Bowl? You said the Jets are not in it, right? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you said the Jets are not in it, right? Jets is not in it. Okay. Who's winning? Who's winning it this year? Ah. Uh, who's going first? You know what? I got wait till next week, man. Yeah, yeah. Let, but if I can throw something out there, because at the beginning of the season, I was telling people, man, Chicago's going to be good. This was before Khalil Mack, and I was, there, there people laughed at me. I also said that Minnesota wasn't going to make the playoffs either. They wasn't that good. I think Chicago has a good shot to, to upset somebody in the NFC. I, I think that they could actually represent the NFC. The way they're playing right now, that defense is reminds me of when they played Indianapolis in the Super Bowl, even though they lost, but that defense is is right there. I can see them going. I'm not 100% on that. Like Jamal said, so I got to wait till this weekend. We do the show again next week. I, I can definitely have an answer, but I can go with Chicago. I can't go with Chicago. You can't. Well, my brother's a Chicago fan. I know he's probably listening like, I can't believe <laughs> But um, I mean, looking at what they're doing, I watched them play the Rams, and I was like, wow, they actually manhandled them. They, mm-hmm. And then they played Minnesota, and Minnesota's supposed to be that good, and they're just holding people down. And if they can keep people at 10, 13 points, I think they can actually do something. That's like that Ravens, that Ravens defense. They were winning games, what, 10 to 9 and 13 to 10. They do that. They, I think they'd be all right. Although I don't think 
we as NFL fans want to see Chicago go because the score would be low. We want to see the Saints first the Chiefs. That's what we want to see. Or the Rams first the, the Chiefs. That's what we want to see. I think the Bears cannot win the Super Bowl because of what you just said. They're not going to have home. I feel like once they are out of Chicago, that, that that's the one. You know, they have played well in the road. I just think when you start matching up teams, if I had to pick somebody right now, I would probably say either the Eagles mm. or the Saints. Because the Rams, I feel like if you can kind of make, get physical with the Rams, you have a chance. The Eagles, I feel like in their heads, they just feel like we're back. They got that swagger back. And, and I think that's what you need this time of the year. And um, the Saints, their defense to me is like up and down. It's, it's really good, and then sometimes it's really bad. Right. And I don't like Eli Apple. I think he's a bum. So. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, look I'm, who he played for. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say the Patriots. Oh, Surprising. And, yeah. <laughs> because if we're going to say Philly's coming in with swag, we're talking about the team that – does this year in and year out. They have a bye. They get to heal up, rest. You got the best coach in NFL history, game planning as we speak, probably for every team in the AFC. And I think we'll have that team ready to go. So where I disagree with you, Ant, is that if you watch the game when the Patriots played um, the Steelers, mm-hmm. Gronk, Gronk missed most, most of the season. That dude can't run. That don't get fixed in a week. Mm-mm. Unless you take some steroids or something, you call LeBron up. Other than that, I don't know how you gonna be ready. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I think I think Grunk need to hit up a club, get wild, go back to the old Grunk, come back next week, charged up, give your last three games all you have, and Brady's gonna have to improvise. And Yo, he, and who else is? Think about this. Belichick wanted to trade Gronk before the season even started. Right. Meaning, Belichick already knew this kid was finished. Uh-huh. Belichick is, he, he loves his players, but he no put nobody before the team and winning. And that's why he said, let's get Gronk out of here while we can get something for him. He knew it. Yeah, Belichick. I agree with that. I, I agree with that. I think that I think that if Belichick had the if it was up to him, he would have kept Jimmy G. And I honestly think in a couple of years he would have probably had Tom Brady on the um on the trading block. Even though it wouldn't have been a smart move, I agree with what Jamal said. He's all about winning. Well, let's, he, be, let's be let's huh? be smart, though, Dre. Jamal G. Unfortunately, he's playing a division where why give up Brady when he could possibly win three more rings. Based off of, I have a weak division. All I have to do is get a bye, play two home games, and I'm back in the Super Bowl for the next three years. I'm well, to letting Brady go. I'll, I'll answer that easily. Real and easily. Then, and you know why? He, he's not coaching to beat anyone in his division. He's worrying about the other teams in his exactly. division. He knows that I don't have the firepower to beat those teams. You're right. right. He knows I'm in the playoffs every year. You're right. Question. But he knows his firepower, and he's like, I don't have it. That's why he went out to get Josh Gordon. Because mm-hmm. he said, look, I don't, I don't have no one who can stretch the field. Um, Brady is not the most mobile. 
Gronk is not getting double teams all the time, and Edelman is just, you know, he's okay, but he's not no one that you, you fear. So that's why I feel like he said, I need a quarterback who can make plays, you know, and improvise. And he knew that. That's why I, I think I agree. I think even this year, it might have been a little bit of quarterback controversy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, I agree with that 100%. He wanted to keep Jimmy G, but the owner was like, Brady said he can play four or five years, and we're going to keep him. And that was that was the worst move he could uh, ever did. He's he's getting the Super Bowl treatment like my man Eli Mann is getting right now. Well, hold up, hold up. That ain't the Eli. same. No, no, no. no. <laughs> he's, he's getting he's getting my man Eli's getting the Lombardi treatment. You gave me two parades. I cannot just say, "Yo, listen, you garbage. You out of here." You they got rid of Coughlin. Well, that was I didn't agree with that. That mm-hmm. was crazy. The Giants don't never work like that. I was actually shocked that they got rid of Tom Coughlin. I don't, the way the way in which they did it. I don't know what happened behind closed doors. Maybe Coughlin won more power. Marriage, no. Tissue, no, say no. no. And and let's before we wrap up this whole football talk. Let's keep Let's keep it a buck. They got rid of Tom Coughlin because of Odell Beckham. Everybody mm-hmm. knows Odell Beckham wants to run around and be. Not held accountable, get his money, still throw the franchise under the bus until someone stepped in and said, Look, if you don't, sh-, like you saw what he did with Lil Wayne interview, they said, Look, that's enough. We're about to trade you to the Browns if you don't shut up. You but- got your money and you're still complaining. That's why Coughlin is not there because oh. Odell did not want to be held accountable. All right. And you this, see what he did with Leonard Fournette and um, T.J. Yeldon. He already he called them out. Oh, he called them out crazy. Yeah, he called them out, and they couldn't have that. Like Jamal said, that that they couldn't have that in New York. They had to get rid of yeah. him. All right. When it comes Matter to fact, he, he took some of um, Fournette's money. Yeah, he took. Yeah, they bought that con that um the last year, I believe, right? Yeah, they're not. Uh, Coughlin don't play, man. Michael okay. Strahan would tell you that. Yeah, okay. Coughlin is is very very strict. And I'm not gonna lie, maybe Coughlin was too old school for these young, the, the young movement. <laughs> Where did they get you? And, Where did they get you? But but you but you got because you got you got to understand though, the Giants have has never had a player like Odell as far as being a superstar, rock star, talent. Besides Lawrence Taylor, we ain't never had a person like that before. But so you got there's, there's no way an old school Coughlin is gonna tell Beckham. Yo, man, I need you to be like a money too, my man. You think he could have did that? That's, with that's, that's, but Saquon's a different breed. He was already quiet and church mouse. That's well, just who his character is. I think Odell became like that after the catch. After no, the catch, no, yeah, no. yeah. After the catch, that elevated him to like another level, and that's Gi- it. Giants have person. They have scouts. They got people who look into these players. Odell was Odell. Period. Not that, like that though. That Not at that level. That catch to me just displayed how talented he was. As far as his <laughs> ego, he was going to be no. the way he was. It, okay, Dre, I, even if he wasn't, they still had three years to evaluate him, and they still paid him that money with, with, with all the nonsense. Well, that's because they got rid of Coughlin. So at that point, before they got Saquon, if you trade Odell, you don't got nothing. And the fan base is like, we got an old quarterback. We need – Somebody to come to these games. Uh-huh. He no fans. Trust me, I'm a Jet fan. Every year they gotta do something to keep me at least thinking about. 
we're we gonna be decent. Right. That's what Sam Donald is what saved the GM mm-hmm. from getting fired. You know what I'm saying? So Odell Beckham, they was not gonna trade him unless he really, really pressed those buttons. And that's why, because if they were gonna trade him, they would have did it the year right. after Coughlin left. Because Coughlin told them, yo, this dude is out of control. There's nothing I can do with him. And they were like, you're right. That's why you got to go. Then they bring in another coach, McAdoo. McAdoo bench Eli. Eli like, <laughs> <laughs> Mac- McAdoo's a joke. <laughs> but uh, I'm just saying, you can, you can see the disconnect. Now, Shermer, he's saying, oh, I like Eli, but I don't know about Odell. Like, yeah, I he- haven't been on the same page because of Odell. He likes Odell. He likes Odell. To me, the pinnacle was the pizza cocaine game. If that wasn't enough to trade him, nothing else will. Well, like Jamal said, they didn't have anybody, but I guarantee you now they're shaking their head. That wishing that they wouldn't have, they wish they would have never gave him all that money because they got Saquon now. They could build around him. That they could a- actually build around him. Remember that clip you sent today, Ant, with Ryan Clark talking about Antonio Brown? Mm-hmm. And he said in that clip, Mike Wallace is a free agent, and the Steelers said we're not going to um, pay him. And he said, Ryan Clark said, he turned to the strength coach and said, look, if y'all give Antonio Brown money, he's going to be a problem. <laughs> and I said the same thing about Odell to you a year or two ago. If y'all give Odell money, he is going to be a problem. And now the Giants have a problem. Yep. Listen, you got to take along the baggage with the talent. They did it with Randy Moss. They did it with T.O. And all of them went to Cairn, Ohio. And everybody loved you can't, You can't compare him to... Um, Why not? No. Why not? With, to who? Why not? You said, did you say... Which ones you say again? T.O. and Randy Moss? Yes. You can't Why? compare him to them yet. Not not to Randy Moss. You can't compare, compare him to I'm them. Not compa- I'm not comparing with stats. I'm comparing with... Why, Why not? Because Odell Beckham team is not winning. Those guys <laughs> teams are winning. Yep. Until he starts winning, he's not in that class. No, nope. he can have all the talent he wants. It's not producing W's, and that's why the Giants were hesitant to pay him. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Why are we gonna give this dude a hundred mil, and we still winning four games a year? We might as well go spread our money somewhere else." That's what it boils down to. You keep so, looking at the talent. If you ain't getting no W's, that don't mean nothing. Well, as far as the talent, the winning is it, 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 it is it's more than just um. Odell. <laughs> so we going. I'm gonna. I'm gonna end it. I'm gonna. We going. I'm gonna end it like this with Odell Beckham, man. It's gonna basketball, man. It's gonna basketball. The biggest thing I got with him is that he flopped in the playoffs his first game. So after that, he sh- you got to play a humble pie until you can redeem yourself. I, I don't want to comment no more because I can talk about Odell all night. Let's go to basketball. Man. All right. <laughs> now, now we going to basketball, and I'm gonna get to the first question. I'm. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. You know what? Me and Jamal have been arguing with this man for the last seven months, and I'm talking about Kevin Durant. And for me, I think I think Kevin Durant did the most softest move. He used to be my manic OKC. You was up. You playing with Russ. You had a good center. You had a good team that was built around him. And the fact, and don't go there. Just, just because you kind of tell on yourself. <laughs> Just answer the question. The okay. Question was, would you question. would Kevin Durant legacy be tarnished if he keeps going to super teams? Now, if he leaves, if he leaves um Golden State, 
and decides to go play with LeBron or another two superstars, with all the time that he has, would that be overshadowed by a simple fact that he was never that dude that carried his team to the promised land? Hey, can you answer your question? Hmm? I want you to answer the question first. Will Kevin Durant's career be tarnished if he joins the super team? What do you say? Yes or no? I'm going to say it's already tarnished somewhat now, only because you played on the Golden State Warriors, which one beat you. Number two already has an MVP that won the championship. That didn't really need you. You jumped on their shit. So to so me, is, with, with is all. Is LeBron no, tarnished to you? Le, Le, LeBron, but LeBron is different. I, I'll tell you why it's different. <laughs> no, I'll tell you no. why it's different. Because LeBron never wants a super team. They want to play with – no matter where LeBron goes, they're going to the finals. He did go to a super team, though. He made a super team. He took Cleveland Cavaliers this year, the ones five, six, seven years ago, to a championship team. Durant has never done that. So it's a difference. And, and you're, you're getting off topic. Stay on All right. the topic. <laughs> you, you, you brought LeBron in. But let's go back to Kevin. Let's go back to Kevin Durant. No, so me, I, want you to stay with, I want you to stay with LeBron because you're saying that Kevin Durant's career will be tarnished if he goes to another super team, right? It will It will, it will have an asterisk where we could put him in the top five of all time. I would have a but hard LeBron, time putting him in there. LeBron James is the godfather of this. He yep. started it. Exactly. Kevin Durant said years ago he would never do that. But then once he seen LeBron did it and people were cool with it, when LeBron went to Miami, they had the top seven players in the NBA on the same team with him, Chris Bosh. Maybe Chris Bosh is top 10 easily. Chris, Chris Bosh. At that time. At that, at time. that time. And Chris Bosh was one of the best players in the NBA, my man. Go back. And you got D-Wade after mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant, who some consider the maybe a top three um, shooting guard or top five shooting guard of all time. So you can't say anything to him without acknowledging that. But you can't, Jamal, because the LeBron, not to cut you off, LeBron was trying his best for eight years on Cleveland by him playing with me on the team for, for, for all them years, and he had enough. I gave you – management never gave him players around him. What did you want him to do? Kevin if you're I mean, sticking to your If you're sticking to your question, then all, all that you just said doesn't matter. We're not saying was it right or wrong. You've been just talking about legacies and what they did. But yes. Also, what LeBron did, he still created a super team. Well, what did you say? Kevin what Durant, he... Kevin Durant yeah. stayed with OKC and had to deal with Russell Westbrook, who no one can coach. Oh, come See, on, that, man. He's right. He's right on that. He's right on that. I was going to say that. Yep. I mean, he... it's a fact that everyone – why does everyone who leaves OKC, their career gets better? Look at Oladipo. Look at um the other kid. Um, can't think of his name right now. It'll come back to me. Um, James Harden. James everyone's Harden. career. Everyone's career has flourished when they have left OKC. So don't tell me that Russell Westbrook got nothing to do with that. They've gone through different coaches and they still lose the same way. With Westbrook doing some crazy offensive foul or turnover trying to win the game. Uh-huh. Last year in the last year in the playoffs, what did he do? Ricky Rubio had a good game. He made it about himself. I'm gonna go out and shut him down. Getting stupid fouls and losing that game and losing to Utah. That's him. He is selfish. Uh-huh. He gets these triple doubles and people see the stats. But watch the games when they lose. It's usually some dumb, idiotic play that he makes because he's trying to prove that I'm the man instead of trying to win the game. So you don't think if I'm Kevin Durant and I've been dealing with that for six, seven years, 
I get tired of that knowing they're not going to trade him. What am I supposed to do? But you go to Golden State? So I, I you look. don't like it. Uh, nah, let, let Drake go. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. Listen, my biggest, my biggest thing, Dre. He went to a team that didn't need him. They now, did need him. They now, needed him last year. They needed him to be LeBron James last year. Can, they needed him. If you want to say that, so be it. I can. Can, can they have they beat LeBron without him? Yes, they had. No, but last year they would not. I don't. I don't think they would have won without KD last year. I don't even think they would have probably made the finals. No, I agree with you. I think they needed him more so that next year when they had lost. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When they yeah, once they lost, when he came in, yeah. Okay, I got you. That's what you're saying. That was that was that was the even though they were up three one, they knew like we need someone who is better than LeBron offensively, not all around. And you saw the difference in that team. Go back to game three. And he hits that three-pointer. Matter of fact, go to game one when he got LeBron falling on the floor and, and dunking. That's when LeBron was like, wait a minute, this is too much. Like before, like Clay Thompson, Steph, I can kind of out athletic them. But KD's a seven-footer with a handle and a jump shot. Mm-hmm. I can't I, he had no you can tell once he became on that team, they became dominant. They were good before he got there. And I agree with you. But when they threw KD down that ace spade, it was over. It's but, it's, it's how many want to win. But that's a te- but that's a testament. That's the reason why I'm arguing because his greatness to me, to me, he didn't have to go to Golden State to display that. You could have won a championship with with any other average playoff team. You add him in there, they're title contender. To me, if I have to, if I have to name the greatest, to me, I will always be the Larry Birds, the Jordans, the Magics, the Kareem's. I cannot put if he the one in OKC, I could throw I could throw Kevin Durant in there. And that's not a knock of him. It's just a testament to how good he is that he didn't well, have to make that move. It's it's different errors you're comparing, so it's hard right. to do. Mm-hmm. Two, all the teams that you just named were complete teams and they had a support staff. Kareem right. had magic, he had Byron Scott, Larry Bird had Dennis Johnson, he had Mikhail, he had the Chief. Mm-hmm. Well, OKC so he- had. But and what I'm saying, the team that you named, they were complete teams. Oh, all I'm saying is, if Kevin Durant left to go to anywhere else than Golden State, he would not have enough to beat Golden State. He would not be in the final. So unless, really, go ahead. Unless he would have went to Cleveland with, oh, with yeah, LeBron right. there, then that would have been he would have had a shot then. Right, I agree. I don't think there's any team that year he goes to on the Western Conference, and and they're going to be um, going to stay unless he went to um, maybe Houston. Houston. Or something. Yeah, but when you say complete team, he had a six man a year in Harden. Granted, Harden wasn't what the play he was now, but he was a oh, six that's man. Yeah, that's, they were babies then. They, yeah, they, yeah, they was babies, but he yeah, still won six. But he still won six man a year. But he was young. They were he young. Was, and and if he would have stayed the course of OKC, even with Russ. I think that that team would have been a powerhouse in the West for at least. Yeah, but five they got years. rid of they got rid of Harden. Harden didn't want to leave. They got rid of him. Right. They didn't want to pay him that seven million dollars. Exactly. They got rid of him. I think well, that I think that his time. Ibaka. I don't think that. He, oh, go ahead, Jamal. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say that they just got rid of him for Ibaka. Yeah. 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 
I think that it's not tarnished. I, I think KD, he's my favorite player. He's been there when he was with Seattle, but when they used to play up in there. KD is that good. I honestly think he he's the man on Golden State. I think that's his team, even though people no, say it's still yes, I, even though Dre, even yeah. even though they say it's Curry's team, even I think Steph Curry knows that it's that's KD's team. Mm-mm. That's KD's team. <laughs> I'm telling you. I, I, that's me. That's me personally. I mean, it's my opinion. I think that, you know. He, if he leaves, that team is not the same. If 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 Clay, how can you say that? They won a ring without him before. They won one, and then they lost. When he like Jamal, when they came, when he came there, that was it. You couldn't beat him. But I do know for a fact, if he was not there, if he would not have came back last year and played with them, they would not have won. They would not have won. They would not have won. That man is one that, to me personally, are you talking about top five in the league now or top five ever? What you got to match ever right now? Or top five ever? As far as his position, as far as his position, position. oh position? Yeah. Then I could probably give it to. But that's 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 for another time because we could we're going about that all day. But I think top five in the league now. Yeah. Well, I disagree with you in that. um, I think Golden State, if they made it to the to the finals, I don't know if they beat Houston without Kevin Durant. But let's just say they beat Houston and and it's the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. I think Golden State beats that Cavaliers team with no Kyrie. Um, I think the season before when they beat Kyrie and company, I don't think yeah. they beat that team without Kevin Durant. Um, as far as it being his team, I don't necessarily agree with that. I feel like Golden State is – if you take Curry off Golden State, they're still going to win. But I think Curry's the engine. I just think in the finals and the playoffs, you need Kevin Durant because when the game slows down and it's a half-court set, he can get you a bucket from anywhere on the court. And Curry is more so, if he's off, he he's not going to be as dominant as a KD. But, but as, fa- as fans, as fans, okay, yeah, we watch the regular season, but we care about the playoffs. So if he's showing up in the playoffs, that's all we care about. That's all we care. I just personally think that that is his team. Uh, if they look what happened with him and Draymond, they sat Draymond down quick when he was talking trash because they don't want KD to be upset because they want to keep him there. They want to keep him there as long as possible. There's a possibility that he leaves after this year. Yeah. That's different though. That's I guarantee you, if that was Steph Curry, they wouldn't. It would have been a different story. I think that they would have talked to both of them, but be. I think when it comes, yeah, of course they don't want to lose neither though. Though that right there is one A one B. But anybody outside of Curry, Clay Thompson, any of them other ones, they're gone. If they no, if they do the wrong thing, I don't think, I think that. I think the end of the day, Draymond Green is a is a glorified hustle man. I believe. Yep, I agree. And what he what he brings to that team, they can get cheaper, and they know that. Mm-hmm. What Clay does, you just can't get that anywhere. So I just I, think I think he wants to leave anyway, though. I think Clay wants to leave. I think Clay's getting held back, if you ask me honestly. Yeah, I think he wants to leave. I think he he's he's ready to leave. I, I, think. I just I just think when I say tarnish, that not I'm not taking nothing away from his skill set and what he can do. It's just the fact that he's so good. He's he's so good. He did, you could put an organization on his back. And you carry us to a championship. But why? Both of you jumping. Sh- because, 
Which, why? Why? Because, because, you, know, you, you know why? Because it, it gives you a legacy like the rest of the greats. And that was no, my point. See, that era is over with, though. That That's not happening. It don't matter about an era. A legacy is a legacy. A great is a great. His legacy is going to, to me, his legacy is still the same. He won. Like you said, LeBron's winning, and I like LeBron too. He's winning. No one's not saying nothing about LeBron. He's winning. LeBron ain't going nobody's super team. He put he went, that together. That's the super team, though. You take LeBron out of Miami, then I win no championship with Chris but, Ross and, and Dwayne Wade. But he Let's went there, though. But he went there, and knowing that them t- that the other one was coming, so that was a super team. First he of did all, that. Chris Bosh ain't go. I think what you what, what you're feeling to um, realize to end what you're talking about. Think about Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. He'll tell you in a heartbeat. Yo, I should have left Minnesota probably three years prior. Because he was stick, stuck in that mentality of, I got to build my... His legacy, most people remember Kevin Garnett now. What he did with Boston when he came up with Ray <laughs> Allen. That's, that's, yeah. that's, yeah. that's true. Yep. That's true. So that's what I'm saying. So LeBron, of course, I wasn't there. But supposedly, when he spoke to Anthony Davis, that's what he told him. Like, yo, you want to waste your best years? Out here in New Orleans and lose and nobody come out here. So what you what you're bashing um Kevin Durant from for doing, everybody else is doing. Uh-huh. It's just that he these are the, him and LeBron were such great players, people don't like it, but everybody's doing it. Everybody, like even poor Zingas. That's why he was like, Yo, I want to stay here, but yo, if I ain't gonna be winning, I'm out of here. I I, 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 I I get the, I get what you're saying, but I guess it's just the move of you want to a team that already just beat you in the offs, game seven battling and already won a championship the year before, and then you go ahead and you jump you jump on that team. I don't care. It don't bother me. Wow. It's, it's totally unorthodox. But at the end of the day, if you leave, if you leave your job. You want a better opportunity. You're not going to go take another job just to say, well, I got one. If it's not better than where I'm at, I'm going to stay where I'm at. That's all he did. He made a baby. So Sam, if Sam Donald in the next four years now decided to leave the Jets and go to Boston, you want to be tight? If he went to New England? Yeah. I mean, he got to do what he got to do. He got to do what he got to do. But that's, that's not going to happen. That's not gonna happen. He's gonna get the money that he he's gonna get his money. He's not going to New England. By then, Belichick's not gonna be coaching there, probably. He's gonna probably move on somewhere else. He's not going to New England. Don't even don't even yeah. talk about that, Ant. And and, and it's just a question. he's the same <laughs> caliber, he was the same caliber like of Kevin Durant in his sport either. So I can't that's not like a, a good analogy, a good, you know, one to one. Most most quarterbacks. They usually, if they're franchised, they stay with their team until their team kicks them out. Just a, just a question. If, t- if Donald becomes a pro bowler the next four years, and you say, you know what? I'm not going to pick up that option. I'm going to New England. Guarantee you there'll be a lot of haters out there. Yeah, but when's the last time a quarterback who was of that stature left his team? When was the last time somebody is Kevin Garnett? I mean, Durant, Durant's caliber left a championship team already. Don't LeBron, happen. LeBron. LeBron didn't do that. LeBron did not do that. He did leave. He left. They don't, in the NFL, quarterbacks don't just get up and go to another team. Once they're comfortable where they are and they've made their bones there, they don't leave unless the franchise is not paying them what they want. And if you're a franchise quarterback, you don't even got to be a franchise quarterback to get paid anymore. So if you're a franchise quarterback, it goes without saying. 
Like Aaron Rodgers should have left the Packers like three years ago. Uh-huh. They don't. That, it just doesn't you happen. Leave, you can't leave Green Bay. That doesn't happen. You can't do that. You can't do that. All right. It's just, so again, I'm not knocking his talent. I, I love, I love Durant, but that move to Golden State got me tight. But now, listen. My next question, my, my next question, basketball is, what bottom team future is looking bright as far as Atlanta, Knicks? Mm. Magic, Phoenix, teams that are. I got two teams. Who's your two teams? I will will preface my argument by saying I am a Knicks fan. Me too. Me too. My two teams, because I couldn't pick one, are the Mavericks and the Knicks for two different reasons. I feel like the Mavericks, I'll start with them, they got a potential franchise player in Donkers, right? Uh And then they drafted. Dennis Smith Jr., who is also a good player, that they're thinking about moving. If you can move Dennis Smith because you feel like he's taking away from Donkins, you're going to get back some assets. They're like the worst team in the, in the, in the West. So they're going to have a high draft. They have a, a proven coach that team that other players will come there. And I feel like you can, you got Dirk mentoring Luke on how to be a, you know, a cornerstone franchise player. And I think a lot of players in the league like Donkage. So that's why I got the Mavericks. But the reason why I got the Knicks, I feel like the Knicks for once have draft picks and young assets and a coach that people respect. And they got Porzingis. So between those two teams, if I had to pick one, I'll say the Knicks. Yeah, you drink. Now, how low are we going? Because when you look at these standings, you got teams down there that are normally not at the bottom. You can go as low as you want. It doesn't matter what team, what team that's at the bottom, young, and shoot you looking bright. Suns, I like I like that pickup of Aiton. I do like that. I like Booker. I just feel like they're in the wrong they're in the wrong division. That's that's what's holding them back. But I think that they have some upside. And, and and I gotta go with the Knicks because of the draft picks. Porzingis, he's I I hope he stays. I think that after this season, we're gonna get some more people that's gonna come in and that's gonna make a difference. I didn't like the pickup of um I can't pronounce the young man's name. Moutier? Frank. No, not Moutier, but um the, Frank. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't like that pick. I, I honestly didn't. Well, we have him and he's a Knicks, so I gotta still support him. But I think that the Knicks is good. Also, if I could just throw in one, just mm-hmm. because I've just been watching a little bit, the Bulls. I think the Bulls are young, and I think that they actually can do something. Just give them a little bit of time. And why do you think? Why do you say the Bulls? I like their young talent. I like Levine over there. I like um. I like I like Holiday. I think he's doing good. I think he's doing good. They just have some young play, and I like marketing. I think if it's not, once they start playing, they can they start playing good ball. They're playing all right, even though they're at the bottom. They're just young. They don't have the pieces, all the pieces that they need. But I think they can be good with what they got, young player-wise, young player-wise. I like those three. See, the reason why I disagree with a team like the Bulls is I just think about free agents and who they people like. Like Kyrie Irving came out and endorsed KP. Kevin Durant came out and endorsed KP. He's like a player that people want to play with. Uh-huh. And I feel like for the young teams, you need to have 
a franchise player that another good player will say, I don't mind going there and then have enough young talent to support those two people. And I feel like the Bulls do have young talent, but I'm not sure that somebody during free agency is going to really consider going there. And I think that's what changes these teams when the, the big dominoes say, you know what, this small market team ain't work. Now I need to go somewhere to play with somebody else. And and, and because that's become the, the formula that LeBron has, you know, formulated for everyone now, uh-huh. that's what everyone's doing. So that's why I look at the coaching, I look at the organization, and all those things got to be attractive along with some kind of franchise player. I can agree with you on that. I, c- I can definitely agree with you on that. The Porzingis thing, we thought that maybe Kyrie would come after this season, but he's made that clear that he wants to stay in Boston. Also thought that Jimmy Butler would make his move down there, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen either. But I was looking for those two. Go ahead. And, and now, well, we'll say, go ahead. No, nah, I, I will say, matter of fact, I'll let you finish it. Nah, 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 I was going to say about the whole Kyrie Irving thing, and this is just my little brain. I feel like Kyrie said what he said because he wants to put the pressure on Boston. Because I don't think Boston wants to give Kyrie a max contract. Because they looking at we got to pay Tatum. We just play smart. You got Hayward and Hoffman locked in. And they want to keep Rosier. So that means somebody got to take a cut. So I think Kyrie's mindset was, look. I'll put the pressure on them to make sure I get this max contract. And Danny Ainge don't want to lose anybody for free. He might end up still flipping Kyrie. I'm not staying to the Knicks, but maybe to somebody else next year and then have Terry Rozier be their um, point guard. That's a good point. Yeah, that possibly could happen. My my biggest thing with the Knicks is, one, I'm excited that we have young talent we have Knox, who, I, who, who right now, call me, maybe I'm being too hard, but I expect it more than what I'm getting from him. I guess he's a slow he's a slow learner. Maybe he's just young, but maybe next year he'll get out of this, but I expect it more. But for some reason, I think all these veteran players, all-stars, they say they want to come to the Knicks, and I think they just use us as a market employee for other teams because I don't know what it is. But why would you not want to play in the biggest market on earth? This is New York. Something in the organization must be so crazy that nobody wants to take a chance on the Knicks after all these years. And I'm just hoping that KP knee is good. Because if if he's not, I don't see where the Knicks is going. It was it was yeah. I was going to answer your question about the Knicks. This is the first time the Knicks' house has been clean in years. Like, they have picks. They're going to have a little bit of um, money. And they have a young player that could be potentially an all-star. We've never had that. We've always overpaid to get a Melo, to get a Mari. And when they came in, we had, they had nothing to go with. So, I think – I'm not saying the Knicks are going to land a big fish. But more people will take the Knicks seriously now. Like Kevin, so, Durant. Kevin Durant didn't even want to sit down with the Knicks, and he was interviewing teams in New York. You know what I'm saying? 
Well, that's because Dolan won. No one. I don't think. I think people are losing respect for him. He's and still some, there, though. Yeah, and, and 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 what he brought in before, and they saw how that all blew up in their face with the Phil Jackson thing, and that doesn't work. I do like the coach. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Bizdale. Yeah, Bizdale. Yeah. I like. I like him. I really do like him. I think that the direction that he's trying to take the team in is going to work. It's not showing right now. But the Knicks do play hard. I've watched a few games. Oh, yeah. They play hard. Now, Knox has been injured. That's the reason why you're not seeing what we expected when we saw him in the um, summer league. He was just high-flying. He's been injured. But he's going to be good. He's going to be good. I think Knox is going to be good. Dre, I've seen um, – Rose- what's his name? Uh, help me out, Jamal, the, the backup shooting guard. Hey, Rozier, okay. not nah, the guy in the Knicks. He just got signed to that two-year contract. Oh, you talking about um, kid from Arizona, um, Alonzo Trier? He comes in and, and gives him more of an impact than Knox. And Knox is a lottery pick, but Knox is injured. He's been injured but, off but and on. That's the, the only... injury. He wasn't. He didn't. He was he, a talk in, in the summer league. That's how people talked about. Oh, of Knox. course, of course. Me and Jamal were trying to see him out there in Vegas. But when that season started, after the first month, yo, he wasn't doing nothing. I'm just gonna just be real. <laughs> he didn't let no lottery pick. But that again well, might be I, I early. Think, I think, but I think a lot of that is because Alonzo, he was playing to be a Nick. He was on a two-way contract. Yeah. So he had way more pressure. And not was not much was expected from him. Kevin Knox from day one, they they wanted him to be an impact player like a Jason Tatum was towards the end of his rookie mm-hmm. um, campaign. Jason Tatum didn't play crazy lights out until like the end of the season, going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. People forgot early in the season he wasn't necessarily doing all that. So I have to agree with Andre in that give Knox a little time to understand the speed, understand how it is to be a pro. Those are things that. It, He's 18 years old. It takes a little bit. And remember, Lonzo Trier is older than Kevin Knox, too. Yeah, he's more seasoned. So he's been able to play more basketball. And he's 18, still trying to develop his game. So I'm a, I'm not that – Frank is more of a disappointment than oh, Kevin yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Frankie? Oh, yeah. 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 Even defensively, which is his mark, he doesn't even – he's too inconsistent with that as well. But what I will say, though, not to defend Frankie, Fisdale's rotations, because he's trying to do so much, hasn't helped him either. Because he doesn't know when he's going to play, how many minutes he's going to play, what position he's going to play. So there's a lot of things within the Knicks they need to figure out who they want to play and get rid of. Yeah, well, as far as getting rid of, I don't like what he's doing with cancer. I think cancer's a bona fide all-star. When if he could just start every game, and I really hope they keep him next year. I told you that before. I like Cantor as a basketball player. Yeah, I, mean, I like Cantor. Yeah. He's like a no. Russian Oakley. Not that is yeah. tough. I'm but good. I'm he, good you good for Cantor? Yeah. Yeah, I like Cantor. I think Cantor's good. No, don't get me wrong. I don't think Cantor's not good in a potential All Star. But for the Knicks to land somebody. They can't pay Cantor what he's worth, right? And what he will get. So my thing is, flip him now at the at the trade deadline, because you, you're not going to keep him anyway. Get something for him, and that's why you see the, you see the Knicks not playing him because they're trying to develop their talent. 
They already know what they got with Cannon. And he knew what he signed off for. Well, they better trade him because he's too good. And they don't gotta I, do nothing. Yeah. Well, I have my final question of the other night, we've been on fit for a little bit, is about Zion Williams. Is he a franchise no. changing player? No. Yeah, I was waiting. Are you gonna? Are you, you think he's like LeBron or something? Yeah. Well, I think he is like a LeBron as far as one <laughs> impact. <laughs> Look, as Wait, far as his in, as far as impact, athletic ability, and just sheer raw talent. Because remind you, he's still young. He's going to develop. He's going to get a more polished basketball game. You know I what? You know how yeah. many times I've said that about a player and they've never got any better than what they were? Like, a lot of players don't put the time and effort. To, like, you know me. Kobe's my man. But I would never I would never take away the time and effort that LeBron puts into his game year mm-hmm. in, having his body condition. There's so many things that you have to do. Because one thing I worry about with Zion is, what happens if he has an injury? I mean, the kid is 280. It, 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 what happens when he has an injury? Like LeBron was all around. He came in polished. He got better with his jump shot, but I don't see. I think Zion is like a freak, but I don't see him as like someone that's gonna come in there. Like LeBron would take a three-win team and win the Eastern Conference Finals the next year with that team. Mm-hmm. That's, that's franchise changing me. So you don't think Zion has that capability of doing that on the franchise? On his own, no. No. I think he has to be around with some other good players. I think No, go ahead, Jamal. I'm sorry about that. No, nah, my bad. Real quick, I was just gonna say I think at Duke, he's around like three of the best players in the country. And that's why I said he that accentuates his skills along with Coach K. And that's why I think if he was just at Duke by himself or some small school, I don't think it would be the same. But you don't think he's going to have good talent in the NBA? Because he's going to have better talent than what the players he's playing with now, no matter what team he's on. He's also going to be facing better talent. And whatever team he goes to next year is going to be a bad team. Like the Knicks. But the Knicks will have a Pazingas on on your team that that he can work under. Possibly. I just think I just think that with talent around him, which he will have no matter what team he goes to, whether it's unless it's the Nets. Nets might be the only team he'll be disaster. Actually, the Nets are playing good basketball. Yeah, I don't know about that. They, they. <laughs> I think that I don't want to call Zion a one-trick pony, but all we see a lot is him dunking, and that's all they talk about. Dunk, 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 dunk. Then he has to develop his game a little bit more. Yeah, he's averaging close to 20 points a game. Raw, though. Yeah, he's raw. Don't get me wrong. There's been a lot of guys that came into the league that's raw, and they don't, they don't, they don't. You remember Isaiah Ryder? I mean, they called him Baby Jordan. Yeah. And he didn't live up to the hype. And these people were talking about this guy being like LeBron. That's the that's the mistake that we sometimes make. We we see these young kids come in, 
And then we're already saying that they're supposed to be like LeBron or KD. And they got to realize they, the KD and LeBron, they developed over time. Even though LeBron was raw when he came in, he was nice. I watched him his rookie year. He's very good. He was very good. But you're not going to have that many LeBrons coming in like that. And I don't think this guy is going to is a LeBron type character coming into the league. No. But he can't play defense. He's really dominant on defense. On offense, though, he just can't rely on the dunk. I'm sorry. That's me personally. I don't think he can just rely on that. So if the Knicks had the number one pick, you don't want Zion. I mean, granted, he is playing with two other players that I'll take, but Zion to me is like a game changer to me, man. That dude is just that, – that don't come around a lot, to be that to be that heavy and to be that athletic all in one. That's that's on some LeBron level to me. Um, I, It's freakish like LeBron, but I don't think it's at the same level as LeBron. Because LeBron came into the NBA – and he was already impacting games to the point where he was able to win them. I don't think Zion is going to be able to bully everybody all day in the NBA. He's playing against kids. It's going to be grown men who don't weigh as much as him, but they're going to know how to use their weight and do different things. Well, I don't think he's going to step into the league and have the impact that LeBron did. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see on that one. We'll see on that one. Okay. All right, y'all. Well, this is going to wrap it up. Oh, we're going to have another sports episode maybe after the first playoff game. We'll go back to the playoffs and touch on that. So this is the table of truth. Well, one, I would like to give shout-out at the end of the end of the show. So my final word is, again, I, I, I hope Seattle wins in Dallas. I hate Dallas Cowboys with a passion. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm hoping Russ is back to his Houdini playing with his legs, and I just want Dallas to lose. I'm a, I'm a Dallas hater. That's my final word. I hope they lose. They talk a lot. They break dance a lot in October and and, and November, but when the real game comes, they out of here. That's my final word. That's got the take. I'm looking for Lamar Jackson to do some more magic. I want to see that. I want to see that. Um, me, I'm a big Andy Reid supporter, so I would love to see him or the Phillip Rivers get to a Super Bowl this year more than anybody else that's playing, because I think Phillip Rivers gets the knock, because he's better than to me, Eli Manning, but he don't got the silverware to um actually have more people take it seriously as a conversation. That's, that's going to be the next episode about Eli. I'm, I'm getting tired of this. Man. About I'm who? Well, good team. No, no, no. I'll let him get his last word. <laughs> and, I also, and, and with Andy Reid, I, I believe like he's a great coach who just has not won a Super Bowl. Yeah. I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. So when are we doing this again? We're going to do this again. After the first round of players is over, I'm going to pick a date. And I know the first topic I want to get after the playoffs is quarterback legacy with Big Ben, Eli, and Rivers. And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna see what's what. Come prepared because I'm coming in with stats. I'm coming in with everything. I I mean, I hear you. I'm I'm coming in with the whole arsenal. So we rate, we're rating these three, just those three quarterbacks right there. We can rate within that era he was playing in, all the quarterbacks. You want, How about you we do that draft? How about we do that draft? That quarterback draft. We can do that quarterback draft. I can't wait. 
But just know, I'm coming in with everything. Long no. everything. I'm not even gonna tell you what I'm coming. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it. No, I, I want you to ruin it. I don't want you yeah. to ruin it. I just I'm want not. you to show up. I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna definitely show up because people not getting Eli. I've never seen a quarterback with two rings and gets knocked away. Oh, oh my god! Here we go. We gonna say that. We gonna say that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that's, 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 that's the final word. That's the final word. No more. <laughs> All right, y'all. This is the table. All right, all right Jamal. Nice talking to you, man. And appreciate it. Listen and download to all of our episodes of the Table of Truth on iTunes. Just search the Table of Truth podcast.